You're listening to the best morning routine ever podcast, the show that proves no one stumbles upon success ever. With your host, Lou Need. Every Mondays and Thursdays, we deliver cold heart evidence behind the power of a robust morning routine. Get ready to be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Hello, morning enthusiasts. Welcome to the best morning routine ever podcast. I am your host, Dr. Lunid, and today it's a privilege, it's an honor to introduce a very special woman to the show, Ramsey Richardson. She is the CEO and founder of the BHFL Group and the new 12-step signature coaching program. She has helped over 500 clients bridge the void from startup to CEO. So I am excited and really looking forward to hearing from her because we want to hear about her, her coaching. We, we have a lot of startups here and we want to talk about how do we go from where we are to where we want to go. And so I, it's an honor to have her on the show. So with no further ado, Renzi, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much. Lenny, it's so nice to be here. And I heard so many wonderful things about you too. So thank you for the opportunity. It is my pleasure. I love a hero's story Aww. and I'm always curious to see how people, how you get started, what led you to this path and journey that you are on. So if you don't mind, please enlighten us a little bit about your journey here thus far. Sure. Um, I think my story is probably similar to a lot of us. We may start, you know, in corporate. And, you know, that's where my journey began. My journey began in corporate. I was an HR professional for about 22 years. And Mm -hmm. it had come to a point in my career where I was no longer welcome. I'll put it that way. Mm -hmm. And just going through that experience and somewhat traumatic, I, you know, I, I had a realization that, you know, it was time for me to think about doing something else and think about. Not, you know, if you're not welcome in a place where you've been, you, it's hard to force a fit. And mm-hmm. actually, I ended up in the emergency room because I had a really bad anxiety attack, you know. And I was so fortunate that um, the gentleman that I met, the doctor that I met, he was on a routine going to different major hospitals throughout America. And he was from Africa. And so the doctor that was supposed to treat me on this particular day, for whatever reason, she wasn't there. So he had to take over for her. And so just meeting this doctor from Africa, you know, he went through all of my, all of the ops and pre-op stuff that they have to do. You're set to assess Mm -hmm. your, your fine. And he said, well, you're in pretty good health. He said, I don't understand. He said, why are you here? So I kind of gave him a background of my story. And, you know, some of the things that I was dealing with in the workplace. And this is the most profound thing he told me. He said, you don't need medicine. He said, you just need the courage to fly. He said, that's all. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) And I listened to what he said. And I think for me, it was almost like he gave me permission um, to do something that I knew that I needed to do. But sometimes we need that nudge. And so that was the nudge that I need for me to step into my purpose, to do what I really love doing. And I can't tell you that it all of a sudden, just everything just clicked and fell into place. I think sometimes the journey of uh, entrepreneurship is through evolution. Okay. Yeah. We may have an idea in terms of what it is that we want to do, but I think sometimes the experiences that we have through along the journey kind of shape 
that experience and how we get to that point of saying, here I am, I've fallen into my purpose. And when you do, you know that you're on point because everything just comes easily. Okay. And so one of the things I love, always love helping people and helping to say, what is it that I have that I can help others? And also even through mistakes. Okay. And so through my journey, it just led me to where I, you know, my business is about helping women and minority owned companies and helping them to understand how to grow and scale their business and and understanding it. And at the end of the day, what's important to me is that small businesses are contributing to that ecosystem in our communities. And one of the biggest ways that we can contribute to that system is through job creation. And so Mm -hmm. that's basically that's what I do. And that's the foundation of the 12 step signature coaching program. That's phenomenal. Your story gave me chills, right? Uh-huh. When the doctor said, <laughs> doctor said, you don't need medicine. Yeah. You just need uh, permission to, the courage to fly. Yeah. And yeah. that resonated. It's like exactly what you needed to hear. Really? And and I and I, I think back to that moment and I said, had I not met him and as healthy as I was, because I was running, hiking and all of this stuff, but there could have been a different doctor who would have prescribed all of this medicine and all of this other kind of stuff, which would have sedated me in a lot of different ways. You see what I'm saying? But Mm -hmm. he was just, he was phenomenal. He was absolutely phenomenal. He said those few words to me. And honestly, that he did the checkup on a Saturday. Sunday, I packed my car. I packed my, the few things that I needed. And I came back to Atlanta because this was in Birmingham, Alabama. And that Sunday afternoon, I packed my things and I came back to Atlanta where I felt that there was more of a place for me in Atlanta than, you know, being in in Birmingham, Alabama. So it was phenomenal. And I thank him in my prayers often because it could have been a different outcome had I not met him. So you left your job. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't have a plan. I came here. I came back to Atlanta. I didn't have a plan, but it's amazing when you know you're in your purpose and you know you're doing what you're supposed to do. Things just fall into place. And let me let me tell you, this may sound silly, but I remember I didn't have a plan and I'm used to having a plan to do everything that I want to do. But I, I started I started saying this affirmation, you know, abundance is all around me, just like the leaves on the tree. Mm-hmm. Abundance is all around me, like the leaves on the tree. And so that was my mantra. Okay. And believe it or not, everything just kind of fell into place as it should be. I never want for uh, money. I never want for a place to stay. I never wanted for clients. It just kind of fell into place. And sometimes yeah. it was, it seemed so easy. I will laugh because I was just, Say, okay, I'm, I finished this project. Where's the next client coming from? And sure, <laughs> the client would just show up. So, <laughs> so I do believe in positive affirmations. And I do believe that when we walk in our purpose, I'm telling you, that stuff, it works. It really works. It's powerful. Wayne Dyer says, if you stay on purpose, you'll never stumble. 
Exactly, exactly. And even to this day, I've been in business now almost 10 years. Um, October the 10th will be 10 years that I've been in business. And I'm telling you, yes, there's been a couple of challenges because market changes and that kind of stuff. But overall, it has been a wonderful journey and just helping so many uh, women and minority-owned businesses and kind of see, you know, the fruit of your labor in terms of helping them and helping them to walk in their purpose and understand it's not about just having a business. It has to be a higher purpose than just making money. And I'm just kind of seeing all of it kind of unfold. It's just, it's, I feel I'm grateful. I'm very yeah. grateful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Finding your purpose, you come alive. You're, you're ignited. There's a soul, mm-hmm. a different part of you comes to life. You don't get boggled down by those, the same things that used to bother you anymore. Exactly. It's, and, and the clarity is there. And if you understand that, and I call it the fog, if you are able to block out the fog and you see the clarity in terms of your purpose and your why, mm-hmm. it really does help for things to come to start falling into place and don't get distracted along the way. That's the other yeah. thing I would say. Mm-hmm. How do we not get distracted along the way? And this is where, and it's so, and this is something I find with entrepreneurs is that sometimes, first of all, a lot of entrepreneurs are very innovative and they're very creative. And so you've got all of these things going on in your head. Oh, I love this, 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 and this. But at some point you have to narrow that focus down. And it's just like building a fire. You know, I look at these shows and stuff like that where, you know, you have to build a fire. And so you start with a small, you know, like the debris and all of the stuff where you, you know, you start that spark. And then from that spark, there's smoke. And from smoke, there's fire. And you blow into that fire to create a bigger fire. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the more focused approach that you take to build that momentum and get that attraction. And then you expand. But if you're trying to build seven fires at one time, <laughs> You know, how do you do that in order for you to get that spark that you need to to create that flame and to you know and to tie back into your purpose? You end up winded, yeah, <laughs> and with no fires, with nothing exactly. to show for it. <laughs> a lot of activity, a lot of energy output, but nothing to show for it. Yes, yeah. I do think a lot of the time it takes m- not mental clarity, but that intra perspective, looking in. That ability to to stay focused and, and quiet the mind because we have 60,000 thoughts a day, right? And yes. 90% of the same thoughts from yesterday and they're negative. So yes. we have to find a way to combat that mm-hmm. so and that routine, we don't derail. And you, you made a wonderful point. And my routine is that at night before I close down, I believe in prayers and affirmation. Mm-hmm. And the silence, stand still in the silence, okay? Yeah. That's how I close my day down. And in the morning, I start in that same place where I start in the silence. I say my affirmations, I do my meditation. And just in that space, before I start my day, I just want to take a moment to say what my intentions are for the day. What is it that I want to do? What my intentions are. And that helps me to stay focused on what I want to accomplish and how that just keeps building on to the overall purpose and what my why is. Yeah. 
it, it does really keeps you on track. Um, being having that moment. Tell us a bit about the work that you do with the women that you work with. Um, you can start off with um, the 12 step um, signature coaching program. How does it work? Yeah, uh, this 12 step thing, I've been a coach probably for as long as I've been in business. Honestly, I started coaching when I was in corporate. And over the years, um, kind of transitioned working with women and minority-owned businesses and the 12-step signature coaching program came out of a lot of the changes that happened over the last, I say the last three years mm-hmm. and just understanding what it meant to be resilient, what it meant to for some of us when we had to pivot mm-hmm. and looking at companies to, to identify you know, those struggles, where were they struggling? And so I created the 12-step signature coaching program to help these companies to say, you know, we're in an economy that is very fluid. And so how do we understand where we are and Mm -hmm. understand it's not always about working harder, running faster, but how do we multiply our revenue and also duplicate our effort without having to put additional hours into the day? And I came up with this concept because a lot of us had to learn how to pivot. And learning mm-hmm. how to pivot was didn't mean that, okay, I just, I got to do more. I got to do longer hours, but I wanted to teach um, women as well and coach them around. Let's take a look at what you have. And if we can take this and repurpose this in a way to say, how do you take this and, and duplicate this? How do we do this without you feeling like you have to accomplish this goal and you're trying to achieve that six figure or get to that million dollar level? I'm saying that all of the effort and everything has to come through you. There's only Mm -hmm. but so much that we can do. And yeah, and oftentimes as an entrepreneur, we do all of the things that we need to do to start, you know, to build our shop, open the doors, hang out the shingle. And we are doing all of this stuff. And then we go into this this desert to say, okay, I've done that. So now what? We have not been taught how to multiply our revenue, duplicate our effort. And and that's how you grow your business, not through your effort alone. Because if we try to do it all ourselves, we get burned out. We Mm -hmm. really get burned out. And so that's how this program came about. And we customize a roadmap specifically to your business, depending on the four stages that we have identified. And from those four stages, we customize a roadmap to say, this is where you are. And we help you to get to that next level. And through this map, it gives you all the right support that you need, the coaching services that you need. And also, it just lays out exactly what you need, where you are now, which is what we call baseline. And then to get you to that next level in order for you to start duplicating your effort and growing your revenue. Mm. So have you uh, applied that? There's a couple of um, Renzies running around. <laughs> Actually, um, before I, I started this, you know, the 12 step, that was one of the things that I wanted to figure out. And from this program, I've had other business coaches to contact me to say, hey, I've had a chance to take a look at your program. I like the products that you have. I like the tools that you knew you use. Would you be willing to license it? And so we are working right now with a couple of chambers um, because most there's so many programs out here that will tell mm-hmm. you how to start a business. 
But there are very few programs, and I call it, you know, in the desert that teach you how to grow and to scale your business. We're in that space that teaches you how to grow and scale your business. So right now we're working with a couple of chambers uh, of commerce as well as some other organizations who are interested in the products and our whole program to say how possibly we can white label that program or resell it or franchise it. So that's where I'm at right now. And I my goal was is to take this, collect the data, and just specifically I was thinking about my clients to say, you know, I wanted to leverage this with my clients in terms of helping them to grow their business. But yeah, we've got three projects now where Chambers of Commerce and other business coaches who are looking for a package or a kit to provide their clients with more tangible um, resources and results that they can measure. Congratulations. That's huge. I'm excited. I'm really, really excited. So yeah, I'm really excited about it. Yes. You get to help more people than you already are. This is great. Yeah. And that's the goal. That's, you know, I, I sometimes I said tongue in cheek, but I said, you know, if you know anything about the Bible, I say Jesus had 12 disciples, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and that's how he spread the message. But if, if it was left up to him, of course, he probably could do it. But I think it was smart enough to say that I can get more accomplished by duplicating my effort and having other people to help me spread the word as opposed to me trying to do it all myself. So that's, I think that that's one of the wisest things that business owners can take from that, that passage. And it still works, still it works, works today. It works, <laughs> it works. Yes, it does. To, to, mul- to double and multiply our efforts, I'm thinking mm-hmm. we can delegate, we can buy back our time, right? Pay someone oh. to do some of the things that we, that are not, our talents or not things we're good at, kind of just to help us focus on our, what do we call the genius zone? Those are the two things I'm thinking about. What other ways can we multiply our effort? And you have to feel okay with this. And this is something I know, and I've coached, um, you know, entrepreneurs and business owners. Sometimes when you think about duplicating your effort and multiplying your revenue, there's a certain level of talent that you need to bring in to the organization to do that. And sometimes we let our ego talk to us about, well, are you sure you want to hire someone like that? That person knows more than you know. Well, the goal of it is, is you want to hire someone like that. And this is something I tell my client. When you're talking about hiring someone, hire someone that can take you where you have not gone. If right. you, someone, you cannot hire someone who can take you where they've never been. Okay. So as an example. You might have someone who might be a bookkeeper and that person is great at bookkeeping, but would you put them in a strategic role as a CFO if they've never been a CFO before? So you want to hire people to take you where you want to go and they have that experience to take you there. You can't let that, you know, I guess you say create the barriers because you're thinking that person no more than you. Yes, you want people around you that know more than you know, because it's not about all that you know, it's about you being the catalyst for your organization, the influence to bring about the results that you want. And the vision, to keep the vision alive, because that's going to be what directs the decision. The needle mover is going to come from you. 
Exactly. Exactly. It's almost like yeah. a funnel. Mm-hmm. I know Steve Job has a really good quote that I, I I tell my clients, I tell um everyone all the time that you know he says I hire smart people so I don't tell them what to do, but they can tell me what to do. Exactly. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, I met one of those gentlemen, and I believe, and he's from California. I believe, if I recall, I think he was just out of college. But he was such a geek when it came to technology. And Steve Jobs hired him because of he was very, very smart. He was very intelligent, but it gave him an opportunity to mold him. Okay. And by molding him, it allowed him to tap into his genius to think about new technologies. And so I think it, from my understanding, he stayed with uh, Steve Jobs for about five years. And then after that, he started his own company. I want to say it's called Chili Pepper, Chili Pepper Software. And I think they're either out of Las Vegas or Nevada. This guy is just doing so many innovative things in the tech world. It's unbelievable. But Steve Jobs was his mentor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. Mentorship. Yeah. How huge, how important is that? It's almost like coaching, right? Coaching is a form of mentorship. It's a form of bringing you on, Renzi, to say, you know what? You have 22 years in the field plus 10 years of coaching. I will bring you on as a mentor because I want to learn. I don't want to spend 30 years to learn right. what you learn, but I can learn it in, in a month or two with you, exactly. sitting with you. Exactly. And the the distinction between mentorship versus coaching, a lot of time with mentorship, you're really leveraging your expertise and you telling that person, you filling in the gaps and you telling that person, you know, these are the steps to get to where you want to go. But when you think about um, coaching, coaching is more about helping that leader or helping that business owner to find the answers from within. Okay, so there's a Mm. distinction between the two. Um, Mentorship is more about telling them Mm. these are the success strategies for you to follow. Whereas with coaching, you're helping them to identify and to connect with the the answers from within. It's not about so much telling them what to do, but helping them to find the answers from within. Is there a hybrid? Because sometimes I'm like, just tell me what to do. I I trust you enough. (laughs) As a matter of fact, there is. Sometimes when I'm working with a client, you know, my goal is to facilitate them connecting with those answers. But at a point when you see that it's not working, you know, I said, okay, we've been here and this is where we may be stuck. So now I'm going to tell you that this is the path that I want you to take. Yes. So there is a hybrid. Okay. Good to know. Let's talk about your morning routine. How do you get up, dress up, and show up for your clients and to experience such massive growth? And I love your your affirmation, you know, abundance is around me just like the leaves on the tree. Yeah, (laughs) and that's part of my mantra. But every morning before I start my day, before all of the busy activity come in, you know, I try to start my day with meditation. Um, mm-hmm. I also start my day, my day with this audio book and for every day that there's a verse, there's a Bible verse to kind of create the day or shape the day. And I do that. And then, you know, I get up, I do my exercise routine. Sometimes it could be 30 minutes. Other days, it may be 10 minutes. It kind of depends on the mood. But I try to establish a routine to my day because I think routine is 
part of us understanding the behavior around focus. Okay. Yeah. So I, I, I try to stick to my routine every day to whether I'm on vacation. I just got came back two weeks from Mexico, but even in Mexico, before I started my day to get out to enjoy the townships and stuff like that, I still stuck with my routine because I just think routine is so that habit is such a big part of us being able to build that muscle around focus and understanding mm-hmm. how to focus and staying with that goal and just streamlining our vision to focus on whatever that goal is that you're trying to achieve. And all of your actions and your behavior should go back into whatever that outcome is that you want to achieve. I agree with you. Habits and those routines, they help us um, stay present, mm-hmm. stay in the moment, right? It's, it's funny because habits are designed, they automate so that you you can perform, be more yeah. efficient, right? You think about the habit of driving. Like when you were learning to drive, it was a lot easier, mm-hmm. uh, once you learn three months later versus the first three weeks, right? You were so mm-hmm. paying so, so vigilant, paying so much attention. But that habit now moves to the subconscious mind. Sometimes we drive home, we don't even know how we get there. Yeah. And part of what you explain it, it becomes innate. Okay. We yeah. don't have to think about it. We don't have to, it just happens. You know, like you said, you drive it and, you know, you're home. And you don't think about, okay, I need to take a left turn here. There's a car in front of me. I need to slow down, put on my blanket to go around. We don't think about those things because those habits, they become innate. So, and that's part of focus is that you, you do, you want to develop that internal muscle where a lot of the the habits or a lot of the, the traits become innate in terms of what we're doing but it's something for me it may not be for others but it's for me it's something that I have to work on every day yeah same here um because if there's a day that I don't do my morning routine the energy is not the same exactly. I'm more chaotic it seems like everything's coming at me faster than it did the day before <laughs> and you know and you you're so right about it. and that's why I think the, the routines are so important because no two I don't Yours may be different, but no two days are the same for me. And -hmm. some days I I move through them easily. And then some days from the time that I wake up, there's something different about that day. It comes out, it starts out chaotic, okay? Yeah. There's a different kind of energy. But if you use these habits, your routine, I think that that's part of us being able to adapt to whatever is happening but not necessarily breaking your patterns or your routine, but you can absorb, you know, that different energy around you without having to break, you know, your routines and your habits. That is well said. No, um, on a line with what you said to piggyback off that some days I wake up before I started my morning routine, it felt chaotic. It felt crazy. But after I do my morning routine, after I meditated for about 15 minutes, I feel like a brand new person. And if I, and I think it's so important. I really do. And even we haven't talked about this, but when we talk about stress, you know, sometimes there are good stressors and then there are bad stressors. But I think also our routines, our habits, it helps us to be able to adapt to those stressors or be able to manage those stressors without those stressors being consuming who we are, you know, because mm-hmm. at that point, you're kind of in that reactive mode, you know, you're yeah. kind of being led <laughs> to whatever's happening to you, but as opposed to you managing what's happening. 
You're out of control. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. You gotta get control. Now, I, I'm very big on affirmations because there is some deep rooted subconscious programming that we get growing up, that we get maybe as, as kids that are driving the direction of our life and we don't even know it. Okay. Really? It's almost like those habits, right? They go on autopilot, they drive us. Mm-hmm. And so, affirmation, I find it is the way to reprogram that, it's to rewire the mind the brain, like you did with the abundance affirmation for you? I'm telling you, affirmations work. They really do. I believe that the words that we speak, it creates a certain energy and that energy becomes reality. And I think we do have a power and authority over our reality, but it's a focus. It comes back to habit. It comes back to routine. It comes back to focus. And I do believe that it it does work. And I I think it it falls into different categories. I think maybe if you're experiencing life, life is good. You have everything you want. You may be, you may not have a strong connection. Whereas someone who may be dealing with some difficult things, you know, and this is the way that they manage and to be able to deal with those difficult situations, they may have a closer connection. But I know for myself, I know it works. And I try not to be one of these people to say, hey, okay, I'm having a really bad day. I haven't talked to you in the last two years, but hey, I need your help now, you know? So I try Mm -hmm. to make it a daily routine to say that I practice my affirmation. I practice my prayer. I practice what my intentions are because it it almost like it helps me to have that wherewithal. I guess you said that armor, if you want to call it that, Mm -hmm. to say if if something happens that I'm able to, you know, if it hits me, I can, I feel it, but that doesn't mean that I have to take it in though. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well put. Well put. It can be more resilient. It can just bounce off of you. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Exactly. I love that. Like (laughs) Teflon. Tell us, how can we connect with you? Where can we find you? You can find me on LinkedIn. If you look me up by my name, Renzi Richardson, you can find me there. Um, My website is www.bhflgroup.com. And my email address is renzyr at dhflgroup.com. So there's a couple of places how you can connect with me. That's fantastic. What does the, what's the acronym stand for? I, you know, and I get that question often. Um, BHFL are four women who I was raised by and they're, they just kind of shape who I, who I am. So B stands for Beatrice, H is for Henrietta. F is for Francine and L is for Lucille. So those are the four aunts that were, I guess you say that I was surrounded by. And in my opinion, these women were before their time and they just taught. I'm a product. I'm a product Mm -hmm. of who they were during their time and all of the lessons that they've taught me over the years. And I just believe that had I not been raised by them, and influenced by them, I wouldn't be the person that I am today. And we honor their presence in you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so happy I asked because that's very touching. <laughs> yeah. And it's just part of our heritage that for, you know, we 
we respect our elders, but the elders have a responsibility to the children to make sure that they bring the word they use back in the days that we bring you up, you mm-hmm. know, to live by the principles and the, and the values that we live by through their generation. And become fruitful like you yes. are. And then you Thank use you. that to multiply like you're about to with all the commerces you're working with. <laughs> I'm, I'm really excited and I'm grateful and I'm, I'm just so excited to take what I, I know and to be able, able to help women and minority-owned businesses and understand how they contribute to that ecosystem. And at the end of the day, if we're creating jobs that will sustain our communities and create that currency in our communities, I think I've, I've had a positive impact. Yeah, absolutely. Indeed, you have. Thank you for sharing and thank you for all the work that you're doing and the lives you're touching. It's been an honor having you on the show. Thanks again. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's been my pleasure. Awesome. All right, morning enthusiasts. That's it for today's show. Thank you for tuning in. If you love the best morning routine ever podcast, we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and subscribe, rate, and give a review on iTunes or Google Play. While you're at it, tell a friend about the show. Be sure to visit bestmorningroutineever.com and our Facebook group to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic free bonus content. Until next time.